Michael Estelli, Jim Dwight-Cree, Carl Edney and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people press paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people press paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people press paper podcast. Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me every week is Brian Sittler. I am here. You are here every week. Every week. Even the weeks we don't record, you're just here chilling. I just show up. We just we, They don't know that, that uh, we're still together. <laughs> They're just not with us. They are not, uh, no. but I am. But you're back. Uh, I'm back. and Every week. Who, who else has been back week after week after week lately? The, the man who should be. Josh Boltz. Uh-huh. Welcome back. Welcome back, buddy. Still here. I haven't left. You actually. haven't left either. No. You, guys, no. you guys moved in. You're, yes. no. you're paying rent now. Mm-hmm. Um, really, this is, the, this is the closest podcast in the history of podcasts because we're all now roommates. <laughs> Uh, spoiler them. alert. Yeah, we're all, no, we're not. We're not. No. We're not. We, we do take the other six days apart from each other. We uh, do. And don't speak, actually. There's a there's a strict no speaking rule when the, when the show's not on the air. Makes for a better show. I, I yeah, know. no, you gotta, you got to save it all for, you know, yeah. this, is, this is gold right here. That's what it is. Uh, save it all up. Listen, Bottle it all up. They've been laughing nonstop uh, mm-hmm. for the last, uh, how long have we been going now? A minute? Uh, about a minute and a half. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's, it's, it's been a good episode. It's, it's been a good episode. We, we, we did good. Episode. We did good work here. We can explain things as well as Michael can tell a story. They're already typing the comments now. God, he's back again. Yeah, and they're still talking about something that's not the show. <laughs> <laughs> Are, is he sure it's a show where they're going episode by episode through NBC's hits to come the office? Because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Are you sure? Listen, listen. We all get a little bored at work. We all kind of wish we could move on sometimes from the job. And that's really where we are this week, as Michael is moving on from the job. It's everybody's sort of, um, not everybody's, maybe a lot of people's sort of like, oh, what can I do with these two weeks to just not do anything? Well, actually, watching this episode, we're watching two weeks, uh, episode, by my count, like 19 or something of season five. Those weeks. Um, Here's the deal. I left a job recently. You did. And and I gave a three weeks notice, because I am a gentleman. Mm Mm-hmm. And during that time, above and beyond, I was not drunk on Scotch and Splendo once. No, <laughs> at That's... no point did I army crawl across the floor of the office. You mean to tell me that this isn't just normal behavior for someone on their two weeks? I recruited no one to a new company of my own design. <laughs> no letterhead, nothing, nothing. Yeah. I taped no new letterhead to any existing forms. You are missing a golden opportunity, well, well, according yeah, to this you, episode. You, clearly. You, you, you just winged it your own way. I, I, I actually tried to make sure that the company would still do well in my absence. I am a fool. <laughs> <laughs> a kind fool, but yet, but nonetheless, well, they're, a fool. They're still going. Uh, but so. I, w- I would like to invite you all to Hilton Price's television news studio, which just <laughs> opened. <laughs> have you guys ever quit a All-time job? producer. Have you guys ever quit a job in the, the benders? I will just form my own, you know, with blackjack and hookers approach. Like, do you guys do you, have you ever quit a job thinking like, oh, I could just do that myself? I, I haven't personally. No, I, no, I have no, not um, either. Because we're I'm, all like I'm Michael. glad that you've taken that step. No, I haven't. Because <laughs> well, we've worked in, in, in legit industries that are bigger than ourselves. Yes. So mm. I, uh, not to get too in the weeds, but uh, Brian, uh, excuse mm. me, Josh, you're working in television. Mm. Yep. Brian, you're working in healthcare. Me, me, yes, and I've been I've worked in media as well and yeah. left a job in there right. and myself. So I, I so I, I worked in TV and I worked TV news specifically, and, and I just left and and I've left before, and this is the funny part, 
is I remember thinking to myself at one point, because there, so I, I worked at one of the big networks here in Tulsa, and there's another station in Tulsa that has a small TV studio near Memorial in mm. East Tulsa. Mm. And I remember driving by there, this is about seven, eight years ago after leaving MeTV the first time, and thinking to myself, man, I wonder what's going on in there. I wonder if me and you know some more people from the industry could go there and start our own channel. And, and then the nice thing was, is I hit the stoplight and the thought escaped my head forever <laughs> into the ether because it's a dumb idea that no one would do. <laughs> Except Michael Scott talking about creating. We finally get to hear the words said out loud, the Michael Scott Paper Company. And we see the letterhead, too. We do. Yes. We do. We see the letterhead. As, as assisted by his um, soon-to-be associate, Pamela Morgan Beasley. Yes. And Soon to I, be Halpert. That's an interesting scene, too, because that scene where he is taping the letterhead, um, trying to come up with his own letterhead, and Pam immediately tries to dissuade him from it mm -hmm. after speaking with Jim, after he's attempted to recruit Jim. Mm -hmm. We have her saying that she shouldn't do this, that he should leave the idea behind, and he immediately comes out with what is one of his strongest lines in the episode, where he says that he understands the market, he understands, was it the cost? What does he say? It's the price points. The price points, exactly. Yeah. For a minute, we're getting Chili's, Michael Scott. Yes. And who we will see again in in, in Broke uh, in about four episodes. Yes. Where he does actually know this industry. Yes. But he when, does. when you get a dream like that at lunch, and this is the biggest dream he's had since lunch. Since lunch. And he's not going to give up on it now. <laughs> There's an you got to go all the way, baby. There's an element about that that is so Michael Scott in that it is clueless, but he's owning it. He's he under he, he goes. He knows how to own it. That's such a big. Idea. He knows the feeling of a big idea of a life changing idea, but he also understands that maybe the big ones don't come since lunch. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, in the uh, in the extended episode, uh, he he says something about how. Uh, he has this like weirdly inspirational thing he says to Pam where it's something like uh, people who have uh, like done their best at only one thing are never like great because they've only ever did that one thing. I mean, I'm, I'm butchering it, but it actually it actually, I think, kind of got through to to Pam yeah. a little bit. And there's, there's another funny scene right before that exchange where uh, he's coming out of his office and uh, as Charles is leaving, and then Charles comes back in, and Michael retreats into his office and goes, oh, my belts. And then, and then Charles walks out, and then he walks up to Pam, and Pam just goes, did you get your belts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And I, that's amazing. I like that even the, the longer version and the shorter version, both kind of uh, your version a little bit more, really plants the seed in Pam that she's seeing the little bit below the surface that Michael does have to offer. Yes. Because it really helps sell the end with her having at least a little bit of logical basis in this otherwise very reckless move she makes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it gives more um, relevancy, I think, to the lead-up episodes into this arc um, and them going le lecture circuit and having those close mm -hmm. closer moments and... Just gives a little bit more, okay, they've kind of, like, you know, season one through, you know, halfway through this season, Pam would never do this. Yeah. Ever. It, it, it's really been this season, it has been a softening of Michael, an understanding of Michael, mm. not not just to us as the viewers, but to the, the core cast, mm. to help them see and appreciate him more than they have before. But at the same time, 
they really do hammer home how how uh, unsatisfied and I guess sort of semi inspired <laughs> she is by Michael in a way. And but then because she just has that funniest look on her face before she decides. Yeah, she goes, oh no. She kind of zones out. It's like how it's like how Dirk Diggler looked in Boogie Nights when he's at uh, that place where the guy's shooting off firecrackers. Oh yeah, and he just kind of l- lose it. He just kind of they, they close up in him. I'm like PTA does, and like for a, it seems like five minutes, but it's not. But anyway, then he just makes a decision to leave, yeah. and she kind of has this sort of moment of whatever mm-hmm. zen or just realization. Yeah. Well, you know, she figured out she figured out the copier, and she realized that she's capable yes, of more than than, that. than what she's been doing. And I think that that also was kind of the thing. Like, I want more. Yeah, she spends all day. That talking head is such it. a big part, and I don't think we. The show does subtle very well, but the show you have to remember that the show is being subtle sometimes because in that talking head where she trails off and she's like, you know, I've mastered everything about this mm. copier. I can make a what a plastic cover wire bound book or whatever it is. Yeah, with offset colors. Yeah. And then she's like, and that feels and it just trails off. Mm-hmm. And you you really get the sense of that the redundancy she and banality say, yeah. of the of the office has finally kind of clicked in her head and she's like, Oh wow, there's just nothing. What is this? Yeah. When you're trying to convince yourself of something by mentioning off-white color or what, yeah, what? O- offset, <laughs> offset colors. colors, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> you know that she's like she wants to believe that that actually Would makes her happy yeah. or, or 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 is somewhat fulfilling, and she really it's so much not. And, mm-hmm. and and I mean, here's the thing, you know, uh, color production and color reproduction and the design of printed materials. Is an interesting industry. She does like the hand. This is a later episode, but she does like how warm the copy, the co- uh, the copies come out yeah. eventually because it's yeah. really cold in that eventual room they'll go to. Spoiler alert. So, so the idea of being able to self print a, a volume with offset colors like that would be extremely fascinating to certain people. So, yeah. Uh, and, and again, just because she is having a realization of the banality of that project doesn't mean that she might not also appreciate it. You know, we're, we're, we're complex fucking people. We've all yeah. had a day at work where we're like, this place fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And then we've all had a day at work where we're like, honestly, this place is kind of fine. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, like we, sure. we, we all have that. And, mm-hmm. and, and she was just not having the fine day. And it was just no. kind of magnified. And that copier thing was a bit of a fucking ordeal for her. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. real world uh, uh, note here. Whoever the, that company is, fuck you. Because you need to get that set up when you when it's delivered. Oh, yeah. Like they, That's like industry standard I used to now. Do, I used to have a job like that. What, you had to set up the, the printer? Well, like... they'd, they'd bring it in, and then I'd have to set it up. But the thing is, is that... But you worked at the place they brought it into. No, like, no, no. You no. Were the co- I, I, oh. I, I was the on-site person oh, for, the, for okay. the printer company. Right, right. And I would yeah. have to bring it in and set it up. But the thing is, is that you have to go through so much with like, cause this was like a bit, this was like an oil and gas company. Mm-hmm. And so many times, like they use a lot you, of paper. you can't just plug it in and then kind of set it up. Like it's got to go through like their IT department, like mm-hmm. back channels and yeah. stuff. And it's mm-hmm. really complicated. There was mm-hmm. a lot of lack of communication. So I'm glad I don't have that job so, anymore. Yeah. There's good for you. Yeah. Uh, but there's more. Yeah. There, I mean, just beyond just setting it up and making sure, I mean, that's a whole, or, whole ordeal in itself. Yeah. Anyway, and then you, and then in the and then the higher tech world that we live in now, it's actually because it, it is connected through computers, and that's mm-hmm. how you you log in through like your my badge. That's how I do it. Yeah. yeah. That's so 
they it's did all it. set up within the system now. And it's Which is why having one person do it at all is a bit much. And then to do it with, um, you know, one person who's not in that department, I mean, like a Pam, you know? Yeah. So the, um, and having Kevin, um, you know, constantly <laughs> pressuring her, yeah. you know, is not helping the situation. So is three weeks soon to you. Oh, that's such a great back and <laughs> yeah. forth. Yes. Yeah. Then come back soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not ready, Kevin. They yeah. they really put that when when she says there's what's normal wear and tear. Man, they put that creeds there like With the coins putting coins in the vent and and Oscar in like a rare turn is actually kind of he's like no I think it's seventy five cents. Yeah. <laughs> like he's actually kind of screwing with Creed a little Just bit, egging him on a little, and then Kevin dumping his coffee on it. And... That's who dumped the okay. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. it was it was Kevin. It's kind of a great episode for Oscar. He has a couple of great moments in this one. He does well at at the very beginning when Michael's holding court uh-huh. and all that, and then there's that talking head with Oscar where mm-hmm. he's like, I love. A good quitting story because it gives me the illusion that I'm in control of my life. <laughs> One day I hope to have a story like that, but I dream. <laughs> that good but use I dream. Of, good usage of space. Yeah. Oh, it's such. That's Oscar acted the fuck out of that. He scene. did. It's he did so absolutely. That, that's like a there's there's an element of like Les Miserables style sadness. Uh-huh. Oh, he is a broken that, man. You know? He is a broken man. It's really something. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so hip and cool. Yeah. Uh, good cast. Like you say, that, that Plurner scene is a good Creed moment. We don't get a lot of good Creed moments in this episode, so it's good to get that one. Uh, we we do. It's one of the extended the ones. Extended scenes. Which one is it? Uh, it's uh, as Michael's leaving, uh, Creed's at his desk and goes, Old Creed outlives another boss man. Time to put another marble in my box. And he just... <laughs> he just Pulls a marble out of his drawer. He's got this little box on his desk. He just puts a marble in it and closes it. It's like, what? Why did they have oh my to take God, that that's out? Amazing. <laughs> to think that they had that in there and then they yes. cut that. Yeah, no, when I went through and watched, I was like, they took that out. Wow. That's yeah. ridiculous. Really, really. Freaking is. just make it a double episode or just add an extra episode onto it. It's the kind of thing that makes you wish long for the, the, the supersized episodes we had in season four when they were doing the longer mm. episodes uh-huh. for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, uh... I, th- I think they ended up doing a couple more of those in like season six. Did they? And okay. season seven. I, I, I seem to recall another couple of supersized okay. episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they had to do it a lot in uh, season four because that was the year of the writer's strike. Yeah, they so were that's dealing why, with the strike. Yeah, and that was why that was such a truncated uh, season to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but no, this is uh, this is this is a good episode for a lot of character moments. But I will say that once again, kind of like New Boss, this isn't a laugh out loud episode. No, me. no, not even. They keep it they keep it pretty even keel on that. This is um, really and I'm, and I'm realizing that this arc as a whole is probably one of the least outwardly funny of the show, and it really is. If there's a dramatic turn in the office, this could be it. Yes, this this is that arc. Yeah, and uh, we do get a first. We get a first in this uh, uh, episode with uh, Charles with his first we uh, talking it. head. Yeah, actually, yes. multiple talking heads. We wondered yes. if it was going to be just some that the we one. don't get to see apparently. Yeah, but and we thought it was going to be the uh, I know the effect I have on women, but yeah, we but get the one before with the outside higher reference. Mm-hmm. Right, that's, that's yeah. For so obvious reasons. So after one episode, he's already hiring from the outside for obvious reasons. Yeah, and also for a guy that was looking very uncomfortably at the camera one episode ago, he's nailing a gym <laughs> look in this one. Yeah, 
Well, he does that whole thing in the, uh, again, in the extended cut, there's an extra Charles yep. talking head, and it's right around the time that Michael leaves, and it's just Charles being so, it's like, what do I think about Michael Scott? He's, uh, <laughs> and then he just, he has no words. Yeah, he's he doing that. He kind of trails off. Puts on his glasses, takes off his glasses. You really get to see Charles being frustrated in yes. this episode, which is uh, kind of nice in a way, because you kind of get a little bit of a comeuppance for this guy that has uh, thrown all of our, our nice, secure office uh, normalcy into disarray. Yes. Reminds me of what everyone always says, I, uh, the... The idea of um, Robert California meeting Michael, what would that be like? Yeah. What, would, what, would he th- what would he think? <laughs> I want to see that alternate universe where he does and give him the talking head like Charles did. I at least <laughs> like that we have – Charles is a very classic straight man in this situation. Yes. He plays it very well. Oh, it, man, that it's bone-chilling when he goes into Michael's office when Jim, when he's talking to Jim. And oh, he's, yeah. And he, uh, and, he's, and he tells Jim he's given the idea about the Michael Scott paper company. Mm-hmm. And this when he walks in and he sees and he goes like, Michael put in his two weeks notice. Did you put in your two week notice? I was like, oh, man, I've I've had a boss talk to me like that. Oh, yeah. wow. It is not it does not feel good. No, it was it was very much. And, and they had not turned up the heat on the Michael. Excuse me. Charles doesn't like Jim subplot. And that was nice to see that come back into play yes. because we didn't get a ton of that this episode. But it was a nice reminder that with Michael going out, so is Jim's security blanket. Mm-hmm. You know, most we, definitely. We uh, and, and um, at a at a at a at a critical juncture with uh, engagement and absolutely baby to becoming and all. So yeah, exactly. Well, they don't know about the baby. They, yet. We don't know yeah, about the baby yet, yeah. but still, there's a lot to lose for him. They finally made him. Um, you have to root for him again, yeah. in yeah. a way. They, they give him another vulnerable. good reason to root for Jim. Yeah. Yes. And it's one of the, the few credible threats to Jim that we've had. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's, 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 Jim is not someone who has had a lot of threats, and, and this has really pushed that. So. And, and they're going to up the threat when Dwight gets more involved on being on Charles' side coming up here in the next few episodes. Yeah, that'll really be uh, another layer to this. And, and, and it, it, I, I didn't remember that they really introduced Charles liking Dwight into later episodes. Yeah. Speaking of which, Charles has some interesting ideas on on what certain members of the office should be I, doing. I was just about to say this is kind of that that end scene is when you kind of start to get that like Charles isn't really as smart he, as he's playing. Well, up to, I mean, he's having he's, he's having, not a good judge of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's not because he's. Well, like, you put Michael. You know, you put Kevin on the phones and Stanley as your productivity czar. Yeah. Now, it could be that he's a good, bad judge of character. It could, just to do a little devil's advocate, it could simply be that he's still so new to the office, he just doesn't that too. know yet. No, you what? And you're right, because I read that. That's the, the first thing we said was my interpretation, and then I read Michael Shore, who wrote this episode. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, what was it? What was your what was your opinion? Or, that, that he doesn't, uh, he just doesn't know the office. Yeah, yeah, rookie mistake. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, it's more okay. of a rookie mistake type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, either way, it's a very good setup. <laughs> but of, it's a setup for funny stuff. <laughs> exactly. It, it it's not only oh my god, Michael's gone now. What? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also oh wow, what is that going to be like? Yeah, I have to tune in next week. Yes, Charles Charles definitely did not make a good. Uh, Good yeah. call there. You know, or, or it's you know, it's 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 a neat. Also, just whether whether it was rookie or or ignorance or what, it's a great reminder that just because this very business like character has entered the office does not mean that suddenly business is going to happen well. No, they're oh. not immune to. Yeah. 
No, it's, not at all. It kind of now it just reminds me that Robert California to- totally misreads Kevin too. Yeah. Now that I think about it, right? It's pretty funny. Kevin's uh, trying to get a peg on him. Uh, and I'm, I, I, as much as I would have liked to have seen Michael and Robert, uh, Robert is such a weird character. Uh, at least Charles Charles is a good foil for Michael. Robert, oh yeah, he, he's more in the real world of things. Robert's. That would have only just been a curious encounter. Yes. I don't know if it's one that I would have necessarily needed to see any development from. No, I agree. No. It's it's just a nice what if. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that was a good meme that somebody put out. Like, imagine what if these two had met. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, that, well. Uh, I do like, uh, we, we talked about Michael having his little tail uh, in front of the whole office uh, in the, the, the break room. It's a good story, and he knows it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I go up. <laughs> I go through the door. Oh, no, I'm in the wrong building. No, at least you're in the building. No. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's the, um, it's, uh, it's nice, too, that we jump right into things. You know, coming on the, he- the heels of the cliffhanger of last week, uh, there's no, no dicking around on the cold open. It is, this entire episode, start to finish, is about Michael's two weeks, or honestly, four days left. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've missed quite a bit of hilarity on the way, I'm sure. But yeah, it kind of yeah. it goes to show now that we, well, if he's to, be, to be believed in his story, it wasn't premeditated. He didn't know he was going to do it. Yeah. And then, and then I love that they also were just like, Wait, is that all, that's it? That's all you did? Like, you didn't tell him how you ruined your oh. life? <laughs> didn't tell him. And that is totally a proxy for how everybody would feel like telling Michael that they quit. Like... And it's so funny to immediately have them, Stanley, Angela, Kevin, you know, even Kevin, who's, you know, even uh, later, is it that episode or the one that's later that episode where he's in the talking head and he says, you know, Michael was a good guy and he was really funny. It's later. I think he got a, yeah, Yeah. he actually goes, I think Michael kind of got a bad. He's a a good guy. I should go tell him that. All the way over there. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'll run into him at the store sometime. Yeah. Was that extended? I think it. Yeah, I think nice. it was. I, w- I, w- I wish they would have kept that in. Yeah, that, that would. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and another another extended thing. Speaking of, uh, he has a a much longer conversation with Andy in that uh, oh, in indeed. that initial oh yeah in that initial thing where uh, Andy kind of basically opens up to him. He's like, hey, you know, uh, when I first moved here. You know, I was I was scared. I was depressed, and all that. And and you did a real good job of making me feel welcome nice. here. And I and I hope to work with you again, which they should have kept that in mm. because that makes it. Well, first of all, it's funny he get, he then gives Michael the gift, and after he had basically poured his heart out to him, Michael's like, "Wine, I've I've already got wine." <laughs> but then later on. When he's got the Michael Scott Paper Company idea, and he's starting to he's starting to poach, try to poach everybody, it now comes like Andy isn't he's he's not wanting to you know go with Michael's company after yeah. earlier in the episode. Okay, he had said that he had hoped to, in that extended scene that he had hoped to work with him again, mm-hmm. and, and then it leads to this awesome talking head where he goes, the Bernards have a uh, a, a special. Uh, power of self-preservation. It's a French word. It's called a kawar, kawardis, There's not a there's not a word for it in English. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That that talking head. God, that that had me. That had me. Cow, cowardice. 
The bit in the break room between Michael and Andy is great because it leads right into one of the few bits with Dwight that we get in this episode. Yes. And a really interesting uh, and kind of a, a, a kind of universal experience of cringe there where, you know, someone who, you know, you, you, you don't you're not trying to invite on the thing uh-huh. is, is, is clearly thinking that they should be invited. And, and there's a little back and forth there. We'll, we'll see how I kind of read that uh, that scene was I kind of thought it was both like they both didn't want like yes. Dwight didn't want to go to work for Michael and Michael didn't want to ask Dwight, right. yeah, but yes. they're both, right, do, right. They're, they're both doing this faux politeness of, you know, how like, they can't and they yes. would, but they, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I like that you said that. Cause I always thought that Michael was, cause he was so desperate. He wanted anybody, but he really doesn't want Dwight. Well, on, and, and on oh, the yeah. End. Yeah. At the end, I mean, he, in the he end, yes, he does. Anybody when there's nobody else, but that goes right along with it always because Dwight's an idiot. And yeah, he just doesn't want. But well, and him there's to go with him. there's an extended talking head with Dwight that that I think lends credence to. I oh, I was yeah, ba- I was point. basically like, yeah, I think both of them don't want to, mm. but they want the other one to think that mm. they do, and they're yeah. both they both don't know the other one really doesn't want them, <laughs> and uh, and Dwight a couple of idiots. And, and yeah, and Dwight has a talking head about. About, you know, when your uh, commander in your army dies, do you sit there and hold his bleeding stomach while <laughs> while he bleeds out and weep for him? Or do you get up and move on to the next commander and then wait until he dies? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, him doing that, that's why I was I kind of oh. got the read that neither one of them wanted okay. the other one. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, I, and I love that, too, how how Dwight is really just waiting for his commander to die. Yeah. <laughs> like that is eternally Dwight. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like it the, is. It's like the Sith. One, one, must, one must live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Always <laughs> two there should Always be. Always two there should be. But one, well, I mean, you one's, know. One's got to have the power. It, I mean, it's pretty par for the course for a man whose only knowledge of German is pre-industrial right pre-industrial german mostly yeah. religious yes <laughs> yeah we learned that this uh yeah. so yeah. he's no help for pam my... no not unless she needs a sarcophagus yeah but... he said like my <laughs> he said something like in fact the german word for tech support is the same one i use for coffin <laughs> <laughs> the um uh, yeah, so so at least we do, we do get some really strong Dwight moments, even though we don't get a ton of him in this episode. Mm-hmm, no. But again, it does give uh, interesting moments for the rest of the cast. The strong, the strongest one, uh, I think. Well, Daryl actually, uh, there's a whole great deleted whole, scene with him. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole part. Can't where wait to Darryl watch this one. Doesn't even and they're, they're screwing with Mike. Like I want to invest, and then he goes, "I man, you know, uh, <laughs> normally I mess with you, but." Don't do this. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. He just cuts the chase and, and tells him like, not to even go through with it. And, but then, but then near the end of that whole scene, Daryl's like, I tried to talk him out of it. I really, really tried. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like part of him still wants, like, well, I said it was a bad idea, but I still kind of want to see him go fall on his ass. Yeah. He's never oh, yeah. not going to want to see that. Yeah. That's the, uh, we, we, uh, it's an interesting balance when we get. That. So many moments of the cast reveling in the idea of him quitting, in the idea of them quitting to him, uh-huh. in the idea of mocking his uh, foolishness, uh, yeah. with this, with this, this half-baked plan. But the episode also gives us a lot of moments of warning him, um, trying to protect him, 
in encouraging him in, 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 in his ideas. Oh, yeah. Many, many supportive things from nearly all corners of the office. Well, Jim. Jim yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. Yeah, so Jim, well, Jim even helps him find the, the correct website. Yeah. Not Monsters. <laughs> yeah, just, Monster, Monster. Singular. You, you just hear this growling in Jim without even looking up. It's monster singular, <laughs> which which makes beg the question in my mind: Why was it monster.com? Like, why is that a job site? And why? Yeah. How did that catch on so much? I, uh, you know, I, the, the I original mean, it was, dot com boom was weird. It was like, and I by the time I needed to go there and use it, I, it was already established. So I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't exactly. know the whole backstory. I didn't really care. About and I'm it, looking at it. monster.com does still work. It is still active. I don't know how good it is anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's gotten kind of like surpassed. Passe. I mean, yeah. I think it's well. There's all, so many. There's LinkedIn. Well, and I there's... think LinkedIn is the is really the big one because that's mm-hmm. almost like everybody's. That's on almost that. like Facebook because it's kind also of... a social networking yeah. thing. And then there's well, then they've got stuff like um, uh, oh god, what is Indeed? Mm-hmm. Indeed is another yeah. one. A lot, a lot of people are great search, with that. search engine. I will, I will. Um, from yeah, my Indeed's experience. been solid. Yeah, Indeed's yeah. been very good. And uh, what's that one? Oh, ZipRecruiter, the one that always, okay. yeah. the one that always uh, is spo- sponsors a lot of uh, podcasts. And uh, but I think that's kind of more on the end of uh, that's for the well, employers right. to be able to find people. Right. You know, it's it's kind of the other way around. Mm. Yeah. But, and what's neat about this, too, is this is such a joke that's a moment-in-time joke. And, and obviously, Monster.com may not be around forever, and it certainly doesn't have the ubiquity that it once did. But back then, it did. Well, this would be, what, 2008? S- uh, 2008, yeah. Yeah, eight, eight, eight yeah, or nine, think, yeah. So eight this is still So this is the late aughts, still. This is this is know, perfect timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit maybe past what, I don't know. A, a but little, maybe a, a little, little bit, bit past. But it's, still, but it's still relevant. What I find so funny about it is they, they do Thank have you. several jokes that are very dated, and this is one of the best. It is. Uh-huh. This is such a good joke, and it, it's almost a shame that it is something that will eventually fall out of public no- knowledge more. But yeah. if, if you were here has. for it, you know you had fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you, you know you can at least appreciate it, and but yeah, it will be... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll. I don't know. A lot in this show has lived on for so long. It's yeah. kind of uh, well, because well, that is one you'll have to explain if if you know somebody's rewatching it. You know, ten, twenty years from now, and they're like, "Wait, why? Mm-hmm. Why is that?" Right. Uh, why would right. he be looking for monsters at all? I also love the idea that he was on the site long enough for the uh, the sound effects to kick in, and he didn't once stop and think, oh, maybe this is the wrong site. He was way yeah. too into it. Yeah. You know, he was enjoying the I, monsters. He's like, surely the job link is here somewhere. I honestly am curious <laughs> to see preamble. what monsters.com, not, I mean, not in real life, but I mean, what the... What where website? he went? Yes, yeah, the website absolutely. that he was monsters.org. Maybe dot net. Hey, at least he didn't go to headhunter.com. Yeah, yes. that, that's true. right. <laughs> Speaking of Dwight, I love that he thinks headhunters are psychic uh, and that will just automatically know when he is looking for a job. Yes, <laughs> the concept of headhunters uh, as a job uh, uh, that you know the 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 role of someone who helps mm. you find a job. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's a very alien thing to him, and I, I yeah. would not be surprised if he thinks that there is some a little bit of an element of Dwight's headhunter description in that job. Like there's oh, some kind sure of he does. special people that there's a through way. Yeah. So <laughs> well the really good ones, you know, destroy your village. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Dwight, which Dwight would know. Yes, of course. Of course. Absolutely. So yeah, he's in rare form this episode. He is. He's got his his moments aren't really he doesn't have a lot of moments, but 
the ones that There's, he's in, he's he pretty much is nailing it. They they every... play to the absurdity of the cat character very well, yes. which is great. Speaking of absurdity, yep. uh, Kelly and Angela still being absurd with oh um, god, one they Charles. turned the heat up on that. And maybe that's where he got all his confidence. Talk more, more confidence. Just uh, talk to the camera and be more comfortable. I guess uh-huh. after a few days or so, or something like that. Man, now it's been a week and a half. So maybe that's why he's just uh, so <laughs> so much comfortable. But I love how he does stop and say, "Did Michael ha- always have everybody in his office like this?" Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting to me too because. Why is like? Uh, are you not supposed to go talk to your boss? Some are, well, like, it depends on maybe... it depends on the boss. Not maybe not so much. Some are a little more formal than others are. Yeah. About, well, or, or, and, and when when Kelly is talking to Charles, explaining like, well, and that's why I have to leave at five on Fridays, and, mm-hmm. and Charles just goes, you know, you can run this through Toby. Yeah, <laughs> and she immediately goes into like, I don't really like talking to him. Right, <laughs> exactly, and who and who and who would understand that the most? Yeah. Right, Michael. exactly. Yeah. So of course she's gonna go in and tell him. And then Angela tries to come in, and <laughs> as, as she's talking, <laughs> Kelly's just shutting the door. Uh huh. She's a wonderful person. And she yeah. just turned fifty. Yeah. <laughs> she's turned 50. yeah. There is the uh, there is it, it's not really a. Is that right? Is... There, there is another scene with Kelly where she goes into Michael's office. Oh yeah, and and she talks about oh, how right, like I oh it's, it must be so great that you're leaving. You know you can, you can be free and you know you can. I like if I did that, I'd go to, you know, uh, I'd go to like Cabo and I'd. You know, like I'd never wear, like I'd never wear any clothes and drink margaritas all yeah. day. Uh-huh. Did she say she was gonna go with Charles? Well, like, well, he yeah. Goes, he oh. goes, well, I could, I could come with you. He goes, no, Charles will be there with me. We'll be too busy having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um... He does his. Um, I, I, I especially like the way uh, Stanley shuts down Michael on every turn when he tries to get him to come. Up. That, the, the, the number of different asks. That's yeah. one of the. That's one of the more enjoyable ones. Uh, right, to, like he says, like uh, no, you're missing a big opportunity. No, I'm not. <laughs> you, you just lost a million dollars. No, I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, and <laughs> just he's so good with the uninterested, dry, yeah. shut up. So well, good. and then and then there's uh, <laughs> when there, there's another talking head yeah. with Charles where he goes after the one where he knows the effect that he has on women. He goes, I need to look into Michael's inner office dating policy. I have a feeling he encouraged it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's, that's not great, a actually. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And there's a whole other deleted thing with uh, with Toby, where yeah. Michael actually goes back to the annex to talk. It's after he's... Uh, Ask him about resume help. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And he goes, how do you help me in life and resumes? <laughs> he goes, well, the first one, that's... That's up to you. I can't. <laughs> but I could I could help you with resumes and of course Michael thinks a resume is like his uh his life story. Yeah, he's like he's like we are we got to talk about your accomplishments and Michael's just like branch manager idiot and he's like well no but how would you describe the work you did? To which Michael instead of like, you know, like what your typical thing would be like managed bookkeeping or you know yeah, right, scheduled right. employees, yeah, you know. Yeah. And he's like I made big changes, you know. I, I here, I've got it right here. I ushered in a new era of love and comedy in the workplace. Yeah. <laughs> I hired many 
fired few. Yeah. Didn't he say fired none? Uh, I uh, maybe that's what it was. I thought he said fired none because my immediate thought, or maybe there was an alternate take that made the super bad. Because I, I immediately thought of Devin. Yeah. You know. I made money. I lost money. Yeah. I learned to stop counting. <laughs> this is our time. Yeah. And then he goes. And he's like. Uh, you should probably sing this next part. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and the napkin that he gave Toby to write his resume on, you can just see as he's not facing him anymore, Toby just picks up the napkin and like blows his nose with it and then throws it away. It's just staring at Michael. <laughs> well, he's clearly uninformed about how brutal it is out there right now. Yeah, that's and, a great bit when the uh, the applicant for the job comes in. Yeah, and he and and, apparently he was very accomplished because he he had Mike because Michael at first didn't even know what a resume is. Right. Yeah. He's playing it like Dean Martin at the start. It's like, what am I gonna do? I don't know. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do, and then whatever. I can't remember what he says, but he's literally he's just waiting for the headhunters. Hopefully, the ones that don't kill him. But he thinks it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be gravy and easy, and and I just love the realization on his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he realizes, well, because, like, in, in an extended part of that uh, where he's talking to that applicant guy where he looks at his resume, he's like, oh, what's this? He, president, president, vice president. And, you know, Michael's blowing it off like these aren't, you know, major positions in companies yeah. and that he should be worried that a man this accomplished is, is, is having trouble. Yeah. Like, he's, he's coming yeah. in all the way from Philly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, 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 you know, the... Um, there's that. There's the scene where he calls Prince Paper, and of course, Prince Paper is closed. Big callback uh, to, That's a tragedy. to that episode, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a very sad moment, and an already not very funny episode. Yeah, uh, and then what I love about that too is it pans yeah, down they... to the paper where he has everything <laughs> written down, and it says call, uh, you know, calls to make Prince Paper, and then other companies. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Oh, and how they twist the the uh, the knife with the with the bye. And... Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's breaking it's down the... on the and i love that too because you got the scene on the couch with the other applicant and the it's brutal out there line and it's michael realizing that the job hunt will be challenging and then you have the scene where he calls prince paper and you see that his options are few mm -hmm. you know and he made that list so he wrote other companies and, and he hangs up the phone from prince family paper and let's just imagine yourselves in that scene he goes to pick up the phone again, but there's no one else to call. He's so we get to see in real time him making the realization of how challenging this is going to be. So he'd just rather start his own company. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which which is a totally him thing to do. Yeah. And and again, you know, talking about how everybody was trying to dissuade him from it. I mean, hiding a note in Oscar's sandwich to, yeah. to oh, come. That's great. To come. Saying it's sterile does not make it so, Michael. <laughs> but Oscar had the best. He was like, do you have, because I mean, Jim, in a way, you know, he was, Jim was like, no, you're not going to do this. You're going to find a job at yeah. a real place. Which has a payroll. Or yeah, whatever. it has a salary because they're set up to do that. Exactly. And then and then you get Oscar swooping in with, like, the real, like, Michael, do you yeah. have business tax yeah. funding yeah. request? Yeah. Most yeah. successful companies aren't profitable until two years. Yeah. And even then, your margins are going to be razor, razor thin. thin. Yeah. Are, like, are you prepared to, to not draw salary for five years? Yeah. Yes. And Michael's like, stop, you got the job. 
There is him misreading the warnings peppered throughout this episode. Yes. Uh, I'm starting my own company. In this climate? In every climate. <laughs> it's going to be worldwide. <laughs> like, he thinks, like, you mean in the upper, in the northeast? <laughs> you know, like, you're going to start a paper company near Philly? You know? <laughs> or uh, the, Are you going to go down south in the winter? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, other one, uh, the other one that he, he messes up is uh, he, he says something like in uh, it's like it's like downturn or something like that. And, oh. I, and Michael goes, yeah, I, I invented downturn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like he, yes, yes. There's, there is definitely a line. Decline. There. Yes. He goes, uh, yeah, it's, he's, I, know, I know everything about paper, so you know the industry's in decline. Uh, I invented decline. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing is at least that that is not true because his branch was doing well. Yes. But, but that he doesn't even know decline. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just, he's so willfully <laughs> stupid ignorant of the situation. His vocab is not the best. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how much he has succeeded and managed to ignore so many what you think are key components you know and and you see this too in in real life you occasionally will meet someone who despite being in a in a position or role or or job similar to where you are they may just drastically ignorant about a specific topic a lot of people fail up yeah Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing to me that you learn that it's not even just that failing up is real but also that you can get through this life and have vast differences in what you've seen and experienced and learned than the person sitting right next to you. Yeah. There, there is an empathy. There Absolutely. is a the moment to teach empathy here uh-huh. and to teach patience and understand. There's also a moment to remind people to read books. Yes. But you that's know. also very, very important. But yeah, decline. Uh, invented <laughs> by Michael invented Scott. Invented by Michael Scott. <laughs> right. That's like <laughs> Charlie Sheen said, I created Tulsa, you know, <laughs> Remember that uh, one of his oh, Medfield yeah. rages way back? Yes. Did he say that? He, yeah. I, I, I lost I track of everything. Tulsa, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, somehow I it forgot was in about between, that. It was in between Tiger Blood and the winning. And, and winning. Yeah. Yeah. winning. yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Just, just Tulsa, awesome. Tulsa's got a weird, weird rep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Scott awesome Paper Company, delusion. though, uh, obviously seeds that will germinate over the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and need to see uh, how the recruiting goes with different people. And I also like that Kevin gets so upset that he wasn't recruited. Uh, and also on the heels of saying that he liked Michael. Kevin flip-flops a little bit this episode. Yeah, he does. But uh, He does. He's all over the place. But, yeah. but then, but at that point, Michael was like, well, now I'm taking everybody. <laughs> yeah, just admits it. <laughs> Michael says the quiet part out loud a lot. And uh, when he, I like his last big pitch to the office. This is on the floor. He's like, He's the floor. everybody, this is your future. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you're older you're older now. <laughs> I love that he has to like set up some parameters so they understand it's yes. the future. Oh, I'm older. That's because it's the future. Got it. Yeah. Was Stanley still just looking down? I, I can't I remember. So, yeah. I need to go back and look, but I don't think he was even looking up. I don't think so. I, I think they <laughs> yeah. just not surprised. He wouldn't he really didn't care that much. But but kudos to Steve Carell because God knows how many uh, takes they had to do of that mm-hmm. scene. But love the whole. Don't look at me. Don't look. Don't look too high up. Look yeah. normal level. <laughs> and and in the and in the expanded cut, that was actually the second time wow. he sneaks in, which I think, uh, which I think even makes it even more like you can kind of understand more 
Charles being like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, kind of coming up on Michael. Yeah, almost getting aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a oh, yeah. scene before that where Michael sneaks back in and you see him in the annex. Yes. Stealing supplies. Like, in my new company, I'll need post-its. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, not number one, Michael. Not, not, not first. He, he, when Charles catches him, he throws the box to Charles. And then next he's seen running out and he's just taken the big, like, bottle of cheese balls. <laughs> cheese balls. That's, oh, wow, we yeah. missed the debut yeah. of the cheese balls. He's just yeah. running through the office and he takes the cheese with him. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because those cheese balls turn up in the next episode. That's so great. Yeah. So a little they would have well, kept yeah, that a little, in. A little, little, more, a little, little preview. More. Yeah. 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 You, you get the you get the origin story mm-hmm. of the cheese ball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was that part. Just him, I him can't wait to go back and watch this with the big, like those big, like Sam's. Oh yeah, sides. yeah. Well, because they have that at the Michael Scott Paper Company yeah. in the mm-hmm. next episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, when when they, when he does when he does come back in and Charles does kind of like you know I mean as most people would lost it by that point and probably want to like yeah inflict some physical pain yeah. on this guy because yeah. he's driving them insane but then like he does drive uh kind of do something and then mike's like no 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 and he just drops like all of his contacts and mm-hmm. paper and everything but i know it's that like not worth it. but for fans of the wire i bet at the time they're like okay now like yeah. you know you're getting springer bell yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just getting those two like that in that kind of situation uh-huh. was perfect enough for them mm-hmm. i wish i would have been more into the or into the wire period at the time to yeah. appreciate it too yeah a great uh yeah awesome chapter two yeah and 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 for as much as it's not funny uh the writing is still as sharp as ever you get lots of little one-liners and asides you get um and of course a lot of tension a lot of dramatic tension that we don't see in this show as much especially near i i, I almost kind of wonder if they did an uh an homage to the graduate oh. at the at the end <laughs> thank you when uh when after Michael and Pam have have walked off at the end of the episode, yeah, and you see they're all like, "All right, we're doing it." And then as they turn the corner and they start walking, you see their faces like it's kind of slowly start to realize, like, "Oh it's... man, like this is yeah, this is gonna be this is not gonna be easy. Yeah. This could be very very bad." Have you seen that graduate? The graduate? I haven't seen. Okay, the I didn't know that was a, there was an homage there. That's yeah, really yeah. Cool. So it's at the end. Yes, it's a famous Spoiler, scene. You know, yeah, yeah. With Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, no, of course, no. I know, I know of the movie. I just don't know that scene where he That's... breaks up. They actually do it in The Simpsons too. They do. They, they do it. Yeah, there's a whole um... the one where Abe dated uh, Marge's mom. Marge's do you mom. That one. Uh, no, I don't know that I do. Okay. Um, and it goes uh, like basically it's when he goes to the church. They, they've, oh, parodied, and they've parodied it in a lot of. They did it. She's in, gonna uh, marry Mr. Burns. Yeah, and then they Abe... also did it in Wayne's World too. Yep. Also, they yes, did, they, did. they did a parody of it where oh, yeah. in Wayne's World. Yes, where you go where like he runs to the church and he like bangs on the glass <laughs> and he's like no, and and the bride realizes that she does and they they run out together, and they get on a bus, and they sit in the back seat of the bus and they're all happy. Right. They're like. We're finally together, but then it it starts to. The, they hold the shot. Yeah, and, and then their expression kind of changes, and well, and it's one of those and things. And "Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend" by yep. Simon and Garfunkel yep. plays. Uh, it's like, damn! They did the whole soundtrack for that movie. Yes, they did beautifully. Yes, and that's a uh, and that is such a universal experience to the idea of getting what you want and realizing yes. that it's not what you want. Exactly. Yeah. It's um so it's um it's great to see it used here. It's used here effectively, whether or not you get that uh, reference, because you see 
their expressions change. And I was focused on Pam this watch. Yeah, Pam especially. Yeah. Michael's does a little bit, but yeah. Pam is really like, oh boy. Well, and you know, at least for the moment, she um, she does she does clarify she wants to be a sales a salesman. She doesn't want yeah. to be an executive assistant as no. he offers. Yeah, it's not just to support Michael. It's not just it, it is yeah. also a chance for her to try something new. Right. Well, and I think that's what really locks her in on this. Yeah, because uh, that's why because she went. Her whole her whole experience with the copier that day, she realized like I am capable of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. more and i want to see what it is she i is can a, do she is underutilized mm-hmm. and underappreciated so why not and yeah. and let's and also let's not kid ourselves she she's also doing it she's like i i she's really the only person that could keep michael from like killing himself by some act of idiocy like yeah pam is pretty much like she's sort of his yeah and i and i wonder if that was also part of the motivation like not only to see what i can do but also like i've got to keep michael Keep him from burning down the new building. You know what I think was the motivation or some of it? Was uh, just an excuse to get Ellie Kemper on the show. That's what it was. She's like, like, we we need a new receptionist. I have Mm. just the person. Her name's Kelly, but we'll work with that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work with that. Um, There was was a really good uh, thing, because near the end when you get you get all the talking heads, it's just a couple in the in the original cut, but the extended cut, they get a lot more talking heads kind of talking about you know michael being like, like toby's it's uh, yeah. like a movie on a flight <laughs> yes. yeah. now that it's over how long's this yeah. flight apparently bj novak wrote that nice. and paul lieberstein actually directed, directed this, this yeah. yes that's um, why it's one reason you don't see a lot of toby mm-hmm. and um that's such a great talking head for him it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a movie. but he's, then he's, go ahead. well there's an extra one with meredith too where really? you know she's like yeah he's know. gone he's like but man you look at this new guy we got because she thinks Charles is really hot too. And then there's one, there's one with Jim. Well, this may have been a little bit earlier, but Jim goes, "I just hope Michael uh, can get a job. Like, hopefully he can get a se- he can get a job the same way that he got this job, which was uh, boarding a bus to smell a woman's hair and then following her into the building and leaving with an entry level sales position." <laughs> <laughs> Which prequel, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I want I want a show that ends with that scene. Yes, there you go. Follow, follows a woman like like you ever see like a cartoon character when it smells pie and it like yes. wait like flies through the air following the scent. Was it was he wearing a fanny pack at the time? I really uh, hope so. Right. Clearly, okay. hope so. But yeah, so that's that's the story of how Michael got hired on at Dunder yeah. Mifflin. Yes, he just. He just followed a girl in and i guess they were hiring and there was that truck yeah right? and rest his head on rest in peace. yeah <laughs> with his head fully attached uh good talking heads there i uh, like that there's one from meredith meredith also gets a great line during the copier storyline when pam is going to announce that the copier is fixed and you get oh. meredith's little miss thing wants attention <laughs> which is a surprisingly mean thing to say in an open forum like that yeah well uh, meredith kind of she's long past giving it yeah much she, she's thrown some damn. barbs at uh at pam she always before. does yeah. yeah when she can i think yeah mm. but I, she's just so bitter she's yeah. bitter she has the kids in the minivan <laughs> clearly wow <laughs> Great episode, though. Um, great, great. Yeah, great. all around. Really strong fun. episode. Yeah. yeah. Not fun. No, it was it was a really strong episode. Not laugh out loud, much like the last well, one. Well, no, this is a very, very uncomfortable arc. I mean, this this is approaching levels of discomfort that I felt watching the 
the British version yeah. of The Office. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little. It is sort of a, a callback to its roots in, in that lot, in that cringy root. Yeah, way. a lot more cringy. Yeah. A lot, you know, not laugh out loud funny, but like just oh uncomfortable. God, just uncomfortable. Yeah, just uncomfortable. Maybe even going past that a little bit, especially when he comes back in and things almost come to a head yes. with Charles for real. Well, and there's there you know there's that there's the scene with Hank where he tries to uh, supersede Charles' authority. <laughs> and I love Hank with the come on, man. You know, yeah. like he's just Jack knows how it works, you know. He's not <laughs> falling for that bullshit. And, and my, my Michael's just utter certainty that Hank's going to do do his bidding yeah. cuz yeah. think Hank will be loyal <laughs> to you. <laughs> Oh, Michael, it's not the mafia. Work, who do you think he works for? Yeah. Yeah. Capo. <laughs> Jesus. And then he tries to give a goodbye speech. Oh. And, and Charles just shuts it down. And no. I was like, you son of a bitch. You're done. And that, I, I love that because that is setting us up for a great callback uh, later. Because uh, mm-hmm. that is a dick dick thing to do. Yeah. 12 years, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know. Or 15, I, or, 15 years. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those yep, things, like, yep, obviously, right. just like Michael's party last episode. 15, when, when right, you're in, obviously. When you're in the office and you're in that world and you're you're already playing along, the idea of Michael getting his farewell speech, the idea of Michael having his party, the idea of Michael <laughs> even trying to recruit Hank is not weird. But also... In the way you run a real business, true, you don't throw a party when the numbers are down. You also don't hire Cirque du Soleil so you can write them off as tax deductions. <laughs> you do not. Just, just for those out of you out there who don't know. And it, <laughs> and if an employee is getting walked out of the building because they are attempting to create a competing company while still there. They don't get a speech, man. No, know they don't. They don't get a speech. <laughs> that's so, not how it works. And that's one of the reasons why. And you know, and and, not... and earlier this season, we've Brian, you and I have talked about the silliness and goofiness. We we've referenced our our favorite seafaring animal many times <laughs> to talk about the direction the With show has been going. <laughs> one Fonzarella. <laughs> one Fonzie Fonzarella. Um, but this this arc is in so many ways grounded uh, that. It really was the writers just taking this horse by the reins and pulling it back mm-hmm. and saying, here's a real businessman that we're mixing in the office cast. Yeah. You know? Throw it in and see what happens. Yeah. And, and, and that's really why this tension is so well received. Because for a show that gets pretty goofy lately, this is the most grounded threat we've had. We've, we're literally threatened by normal business operations. Yes. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's, but that's a real thing, though, when people hire certain other pe- other people that they c- expect to come in and clean house or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's it's not too far from reality. Yeah. So no. and this is what David Wallace did. He has this proxy now, and now he's not having to deal with all of this. Yeah, yeah. So and and it's it, it's completely credible, believable. And sure enough, you know, David Wallace is nowhere to be found this episode. No. So it really, just goes to show that this is Charles versus Michael right now, and there's. I mean, it's going to blow up in his face. Apparently, we're going to watch. We're going to watch it happen. Mm-hmm. And but, know, but but how that but happens? Now, this threat lasts a little longer. And of course, obviously, next episode we're going to be meeting some new characters. We're going to be taking a lot of our adventure off of the Dunder Mifflin uh, site for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also we're going to be slowly introducing a concept that is really the only tool Michael will have in his arsenal when the time comes, mm-hmm. and it's a tool he doesn't use often: <laughs> competence. Yeah. 
We're going to get to Just enough of it. Just enough. It is it is really <laughs> there's a there is there is a mirror to the Chili's episode. Yes. All the way back in season 2. Mm-hmm. Uh where you will see Michael stepping up at the in the in the in the third act in the moment of truth to show that he is has just enough of what's needed to pull this off. Yes, and, it, and it's really needed. And and like we were talking about earlier with you know uh, him failing upwards and yeah. all that, there there is part of that. Like he is just competent enough to pull it out at the right time to be able to you know pull his ass out of the fire, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, just just saving himself at the last minute from that dive. You know, it's 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 something. It's it's really great, and it's it doesn't work unless we really set it up for that conflict to be serious and a true threat, and that's where we are right now. Absolutely, so we are just piling it on Michael, and it's getting worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse. And now we've roped not only Jim in, yeah. through the whole Charles doesn't like his shtick, mm-hmm. but also Pam by following Michael out that door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's great. Stakes episode. have been raised. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, and, and things, now it's going to get even better. It really is. Uh, we are coming back uh, next episode. We have got Dream Team, uh, and there is not. Uh, I'm not talking about the 1992 uh, USA basketball team. You are not. I am not. Is it 92? It was nice. Good look job. Let me getting a sports reference on this show. <laughs> 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 Shrink away from that microphone there. And we, <laughs> and we have the dream team. Speaking of dream teams, yeah. we have the uh, this one written by B.J. Novak and directed by Paul Feig. So that is one hell Our next episode, yeah. of a uh, dream team. In that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, and we will meet uh, some new characters, and we will see the return of a character Ooh. who has been uh, away for be? far too long. I, I uh, know. Uh, he's, he's back from Thailand. Back from Thailand. Or, 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 or Fort Lauderdale. One of them. Yeah. Uh, we'll <laughs> be back, really too. Right. Ryan, you coming back? I'm coming back. Should we bring this guy back? Sure. Josh, coming back? Hey, man, I already live here. So. All right. He's paying rent. <laughs> Guys, you pay me money. Fine, you can do it. <laughs> See you next week, y'all. Bye. Bye. The People Person's Paper Podcast is an OLA Ministries production. The People Person's Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information. I came from a uh, Bisquick family. We were too, actually. (laughs) We both got to go. Podcast canceled. (laughs) (laughs) You come into my fucking recording studio with your Bisquick bullshit? Get the fuck out! Yeah, also, uh, not like this is not a fucking dining room the other six days of the week. (laughs) Breakfast is served here, sir.